The following podcast is sponsored by SuperheroStuff.com. Sci-Fi For Me Radio presents Jason Hunt, Timothy Harvey. This is H2O. That happened to me earlier this week. We were recording XY. Yeah. And I didn't start seeing waveforms until 28 minutes into it and hadn't really noticed until it was over. So was there 28 minutes of nothing? Right. Oh, fun. <laughs> kind of like kind of like uh, our Zompocalypse Now episode this week, mm, where mm-hmm. Dustin managed to, right in front of me, delete the file we had just recorded. Yes. So, we have fun with technology so here. So luckily we recorded it to the laptop, off the laptop mic, which turns out to be a really good mic. Yeah. Um, but it's going to sound a little tinny this week. Eh, you can understand us. That's that's the key. But it's, it's uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Jason Hunt here, along with Timothy Harvey. Hello. And this is H2O, and we are somewhat sort of back on schedule. Kind of, yes. Kind we of. Have, we've, we've, we're back on the right day, anyway. We're back, yeah, we're back on the right day, and we're in the studio, and it's fairly put together, and, uh, and except for all of the stuff that's up off the floor because of the flood. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> um, here in Kansas City on Friday, in fact, throughout the weekend, actually, mm-hmm. Friday night, uh, a storm hit right as I had finished recording our last week's episode of H2O, and I was driving home. Yeah. And the storm hit that necessitated pulling off uh, to the side of the road because we couldn't see, uh, and large amounts of flooding happened all over town. Um, this the... neighborhood got, in, in a three-day period, I think we got eight and a quarter inches yeah. of rain. And uh, my portion of town, to get from here back to my apartment... Uh, I drive through several low-lying areas, mm-hmm. uh, including the plaza and Westport, and um, a lot of that was underwater. <laughs> That's never good. It was. It was. It was. Uh, it took me a long time to get home, and then it kept raining throughout the course of the weekend. Now, luckily, I had a, I had a wedding party to go to the next night, yeah. and the storm went around us. Oh, well, that's good. Everybody watched it. It was going. Okay. <laughs> we had a, they had a big tent and everything, so it was one of those big sturdy tents, you know, right. with all the giant posts that are that big around. Right. So it would have been fine, but we were all like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Up it's north, however, yes. North Casey got hit hard oh, that yeah. night. So, yeah, it's been it's been dampish. <laughs> Ish. And it's been yeah. actually rained yesterday. Well, and, and the day before. <laughs> and the, the worst part of it all, uh, besides uh, releasing all of the whatever molds and whatnot in the air that oh, sure. gave me a sinus headache for four days. Yay for mugginess. Uh, it has also apparently gotten something wet down here that still has traces of one of the cats. Mm. And <laughs> and I cannot for the life of me find it, um, but I can smell it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where is that? Coming it's what, from what, two or three years since you've had a cat. I know. Yeah, it's it's been well. Uh, yeah, mm. just just right about that. Mozart was the last one, and yeah, he was uh, yeah about three years ago. And up until whenever this, whenever the water hit over the weekend, yeah. and now when it's come back, I'm like, <laughs> where, where now? Now, because now I've got to go looking for it. I live on a second floor apartment. That is the one benefit. Um, on the other hand, getting from my car to the door of my apartment building yeah, it's not necessitated covered. walking through 
you know. Right. There was no way around. <laughs> it's really easy to, to jostle our table and then everything goes flying. Luckily, our makeshift table. not spilling. We have coffee. coffee. Although, yeah. oh, hey, I do have an update. Uh, on our no. search, on our search for a coffee sponsor. Oh yeah. Yes. Send an email to um, um, a place. Death. Um, Death's head. Death's De- valley. Death, Death, Death Valley Coffee. I think. Okay. Uh, they politely declined yeah. because they are already sponsoring quite a few spon- uh, podcasts. Oh, sure. Okay. So uh, the search continues. For uh, for a coffee sponsor who can uh, who can come on board and support our programming and our addiction, I also need to make a correction. Okay, uh, because I left somebody out. Uh oh. When we were live out at Worldcon. Okay. Uh, we we don't the, want to leave everybody the, out. We did the big full screen with all mm-hmm. the, the the names of everybody that had been working right. that week for everything, and you know we thanked our sponsor Sprint, and we thanked uh, the guys over at TV Twenty Five. I neglected to mention Ray, who oh, made our sign, geez. because the sign is you know front and center. This That's whole, right. I mean, it's it's right there behind the Hugo <laughs> they let us borrow. <laughs> And uh, I neglected to thank Ray for the sign and acknowledge him. We don't want to do that. uh, We want to thank you, Ray. Yes, yes. It continues. It continues to serve us well because people keep coming up to us and what are y'all doing? Who are you guys? What is this sci-fi for me? What? Not to mention the fact it's it's the best looking thing on camera right now. It is. It is. Yes. So uh, this week, for a little change of pace. Since uh, since you and I have already done our political argument off off camera, off camera. <laughs> um, which is where we well, we like to keep them off camera anyway. Yeah, but, we try yeah. to avoid having them, but yeah, yeah, let alone right. try to every keep them off then, camera every now and then. That's right. But uh, um, you know, we're not going to talk about the YouTube thing uh, that's blowing up all over the internet today right now. So uh, we're going to leave that one alone. Um, last week we touched a little bit on the World Fantasy right. Convention controversy yeah. with Lovecraft and the programming and it's all white men and whatever. We're not going to talk about that either. Right. We're going to talk about the fall TV program. Because it is right around the corner. It is. September 1st is when we're recording this. Going into Labor Day weekend, we've got premiere dates coming in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's now, recap season. Now, in some respects, yeah. In some respects, it's a very... The, the old structure was that you had... Uh, God, this is going to turn into another one when I was a kid. Thinks, but the old structure. Take a shot. I know. Well, the old structure used to be where the summer months was just reruns, right? Right. So you had, and you had twenty-two, twenty-four weeks of programming, mm-hmm. and then repeats. Yes. Right. Um, now this is not the case. We have got. You know, so much of the stuff is available online all the time, or it's you're binge watching because it's all released in one go. The the lines of when the season is have blurred. Yes, but there is still on the network side of things, the big networks, the old school networks. There's still that model somewhat. I mean, Netflix runs things whenever they want to run them. Right. Well, Netflix is also not an ad ad supported model. So sure. The whole advertising thing and. And I wonder how much the old television seasons 
coincided with uh, the school years because they see it. They, there seems to be oh, a little yeah, bit of an that, alignment. There of certainly course, was with, you know, the the farm seasons and uh-huh, stuff. But, sure. Um, but yeah, I, you know, September, you know, the fall. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know school starting after Labor Day, and and then all of the new TV shows start. But also, we I mean, when things were on, yeah. was different than too. I mean, there were most. So much of that stuff pushed earlier in the evening. We've mm-hmm. been pushing later and later, you know, back in the night when, and some of that has to do with what kind of shows are getting on television. So your content. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're you know, there, there's all this talk about when Agents of Shield comes back, the cast is already talking about how they're able to go into darker places because it's going to be on later. Because it's going to be on later. Um, and there's pros and cons to that. I mean, there's certainly, you know, if you're allowed, if you're if you're Network is saying before this time we only want to show things that are going to reach. You know, this is the demographic we're aiming for. Well, that goes back. That to, can be some. There can be some limitations. Yeah, that, that goes back to the old standards and practices. Right. You know, uh, family hour, family programming mm-hmm. before I think not uh, ten ten p.m. Well, I think in, you, you know, a lot whatever. of your nine o'clock shows. Yeah. Uh, let, let, your nine o'clock central shows because some of these things were staggered a little bit differently on the coasts. Mm-hmm. But your even, even even when we were teenagers, your adult soap operas, your Dallas and Falcon Crest, and all those things, yeah, those are your nine o'clock shows. Oh 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 oh! Speaking of Dallas and Falcon Crest, that is the reason I mentioned those, <laughs> and not just because you know another another old. Well, thing. you're right. No, that is that it, that well that was those shows were on yeah. you know in the in the the hour before the news right. Uh, you can say it that but way. But they were geared was, at they were geared at the grown ups in yeah. the household. Yeah, kids have gone to bed. Now we mm-hmm. can show these shows. Um, speaking of Dallas and Dynasty and whatnot, talking to. Uh, Mindy, the intern mm-hmm. without portfolio, and uh, we're kicking around some different ideas. Do we need to get her a portfolio? No. Is she? No, is she, she are the papers a, just flying everywhere? Is she no, just she doesn't need a portfolio? Is she a paperclip? It, it's all electronic. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. So uh, we're society. talking about yeah. some different ways of you know basically kind of promoting ourselves. Sure. We haven't right. really done a whole lot of that, and, and we did we did a, a video prior to our live stream of Worldcon. Right. Where we were basically kind of did similar to what the Olympics were doing. This has never been done before. This is all sure. great. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and we did a little bit of that. But we've got so much video of people that we've interviewed right. over the years. And so we had this thought, well, it, it's almost like this cavalcade of stars. And you have all of these... <laughs> Yep. Shows from the '80s that had these really long opening title sequences because they, they had these ensembles of actors, which you don't you know, see 10, anymore. 15, 20 I mean, now they've they've crushed the credits down to like thirty seconds at the most. Yeah, you get a logo and a and then stinger, you're, then you're into you're story, which yeah. is which is actually fine with me. That's that's that much you know that's much quicker. You're into the story on the episode, but yeah, there is but, something yeah. to be said for. So, so we're gonna we're gonna go through, and we're going to create. <laughs> And I've got to get with the video production team and say, "All right, you get this one, you get this one, you get this right. one." We're gonna we're gonna build those models out. We're gonna build those videos out, so we can do our own versions of the title sequences for all of these shows, mm-hmm. and insert the star, the people that we have interviewed over the years. So Ashley Eckstein, John Delancey, uh, uh, Walter Koenig, Denise Crosby. Uh, uh, oh shoot! I mean. Yeah. 
all of these people, Gil Gerard, Aaron Gray, right. you know, so so we're we're gonna put all of them in. And I thought, you know, we've almost got enough that we could do an entire Star Trek one just all by itself, right? Um, because we we have done, you know, we've interviewed quite a few of them. We've done, uh, we've we've talked to Marina Sirtis, mm-hmm. although we don't have video of her. Mm. It was just audio. Uh, John Delancey twice, right? Denise Crosby, Walter Koenig, um, who else? Um, Robert Picardo, right? David Gerald. If mm-hmm. you want to, if you want to go over onto the print side of things, David Gerald. Um, uh, we've talked to, uh, Dayton Ward and Kevin Dilmore who write books, mm-hmm. right, right in the Star we Trek. We just world. had an interview with a Star Trek writer. Yeah, we did. Who? <laughs> what? Oh, yes. <laughs> Wait, No. Alan Dean Foster was Star Wars. Not yeah, Star he's, Trek. Done, he's done Star Wars, but he did, he did adaptations of the. Oh well, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did uh, Star Trek, <laughs> the Star Trek animated logs. I, I'm on my first cup of coffee in the yeah, evening. I mean, right? Just, you know, that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all right. And again, yeah, we were a little starstruck by it. A little bit. Super nice. Well, you don't think of Alan Dean Foster when you think about Star Trek. I mean, you when you when you hear Alan Dean Foster, the first thing that comes to mind is yeah. Star Wars. So it was the, my, uh, my brain. For those of you who have connect. never seen them, uh, the the half hour Star Trek animated episodes, which were twenty two minutes with mm-hmm. with commercials out, um, he would go in and he would expand those stories into probably what would have easily been almost a full length, full hours worth of of material if it yeah. had been actually been broadcast as a live. I actually have them over. Yeah, they're, they're actually really interesting. They actually read those. I read a, some of those stories before I actually saw the animated episode. Because for whatever reason, when whatever channel was showing the animated episodes back when I was a kid, right. there were episodes that got missed. And I was like, I've never seen this episode. Was this a real one? Yeah, they were. Yeah, so, no, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we've got all of those. We're gonna we're gonna put together these little proof of performance promos that we can run on our yeah. on our YouTube channel and we have a little fun with them and say oh, sure. you know, look at all of these stars that are part of our programming so um, yeah that'll be fun uh, but yeah um, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming back uh, late uh, I think September 19th is the day Gotham is back early in well, it's in September um, most of the CW stuff doesn't start until October right so we've got a little bit of time on those. We've got uh, uh, Timeless, mm-hmm. which is one of the new time travel shows that's going to be on NBC, I think. I believe so. Uh, we've already seen that one. The pilot, the pilot has been available, and uh, and Teresa Wickersham has put together a, a little preview review mm-hmm. thing that we're going to post here pretty soon. And uh, there's a there's a remake of Time After Time. Right, which I'm, which have mixed feelings about. Yeah, I think that one's on ABC, mm-hmm. and Fox is going to have a couple of time travel shows and um, time travel for everyone. Yeah, well, pretty much. I don't think CBS has one, but yet. everybody else. Yet. Well, see, I don't think CBS is going to get into that because they had a superhero show and they dumped it. Well, CBS yeah, okay. doesn't like genre. No, not really. Um, they like procedurals. And there's a place for procedurals. Did you see Paget Brewster is coming back to Criminal Minds? No, I had not seen She's that. She's going to be a regular now. They're bringing her back because, you know, they fired Thomas Gibson. Yeah. Did you hear that uh, uh, one of the early iterations of The Walking Dead was supposed to be a procedural with zombies? 
Did you see that uh, Sci-Fi is bringing back King Arthur as a cop procedural, as a police procedural? Yes. Camelot? Yes, I did. Now, do not misunderstand. Um, I love genre mashup stuff. Okay. I think you could actually have a lot of fun with a police procedural slash genre thing, right? Maybe. Um, However... Not everything is meant to go together. Do you remember... Broccoli and chocolate. No, no. See? Some things are not meant to go together. And it goes that way with some genre stuff as well. Do you remember... And I want to say it was... I want to say it was Ronald D. Moore who was working on a show, I believe it was for Fox, called Precinct 17 or the 17th Precinct or something like that. It went to pilot. I don't think they shot it. Was that that the one the... The the Supernatural Cops. Yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember that. So it's basically powers. Mm-hmm. Only instead of superheroes, it's supernatural stuff. Right. And you're it's ba- you're you're p- a police procedural with magic. Right. And it never went anywhere. Um, which is which can be done well because if you look at parts of the fables series, mm-hmm. yeah. there are aspects of a procedural or at least a detective story. Yeah. And supernatural. I mean, the, the real one, not Once Upon a Time. Right. Right. Which, so. You know, Big B yep. Wolf or the Big Bad Wolf is the sheriff mm-hmm. of of uh, Fable Town. So, and he's a very, very much a film noirish kind of character. So yep. it can, it can be done. Uh, cast a deadly spell. Um, Fred Ward and uh, David Warner. Oh, uh, right, 1980s, right, right. Uh, Lovecraft meets uh, film noir. Yeah, uh, which has been which is actually horror and film noir have been combined quite a few times. Yeah, that's quite not well. quite, that's not a, much of a stretch. No, because I mean, you know, uh, Angel Heart, mm-hmm. um, Mickey Rourke uh, was very much horror and film noir. It's an easy thing to bring together. Yeah, well, noir is by definition dark right. um, in story, not necessarily in lighting. Although that can be an aspect of it, obviously. But well, and we're going to get Ghost Rider. You know, I talk about dark. We're going to get Ghost Rider on Age Agents of Shield. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I... you don't think it's a good idea. It's not that I don't think it's a good idea. I just think it's a weird idea. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because there are so many different aspects of the S.H.I.E.L.D. universe that you can bring in to the television side of things. Mm-hmm. And we have talked before that we have always liked it when they've gone full-on spy. Yeah. Um, James you know, Bond stuff. Yeah. The, the, the other Avengers stuff. Yeah. And there's something to be said for that flashback to the old uh, Starenko, you know, Cold War-ish mm-hmm. fight against the... And, of course, now that you've got rid, rid of Hydra, Maybe. AIM, AIM, bring, you know, where's AIM? You know, oh, yeah, that would be idea mechanics, come on. Um, so it's bringing Ghost Rider, and I realize that it's it's a really neat concept that has been mangled into... Can we call them movies? Are they oh, yes? They they were actually filmed, mm-hmm. and they were edited, and they were released in theaters. So I yes. guess they are in fact yes, movies. Yes, they are movies. And um, Nick, but it's not the same. It's not Johnny Blaze. Yeah, I know. Which is okay because, quite frankly, you need to take a break from Johnny Blaze. It's like taking a break from the Fantastic Four. Right. You know, you have to to actually give it a chance to wipe the palate cleanser. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. It's I'm 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 not against it. It just feels like a really odd fit to me. Right. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. It'd be kind of yeah. like Fear of the Walking Dead with ponies. Actually, 
Fear the Walking Dead with ponies <laughs> would be an improvement. I mean, it, Fear the Walking Dead with anything, from from hearing you guys talk about it, so, anything yeah. would be an improvement. Fear the Walking Dead um, is back for the second half of, of its season, and then right. October is the second half of the Walking Dead season. Yeah. And we'll see how quickly they can tick off the fan base. Well, and you've um, got, uh, there's no Doctor Who coming back, but class, is class coming this year? I think, yeah, I think we're going to get class this fall, but I don't know when. Um, interestingly enough, I just heard that they are going to release it on BBC's pay platform. Oh, really? So for those of you who are in stateside and are paying for the cable, your right. cable or yep. your internet or whatever it is you're getting your television from, and if you're not and you're getting it through an antenna, because some people still do, mm-hmm. um, you're not paying for anything. It's free over the air, right? right? The, right. The, so the BBC model is different. You're paying a license, and this is how you're. This is actually you're paying for the programming. It's basically tax dollars, right? It's like it's like PBS over here, right? Um, and they're basically covering, and BB, and that's how the BBC is funded. One of the one of its funding, elements. right? And a significant chunk of that. So basically, you know, the quality of a television show is often determined on how many people have a BBC license, which is most of the country, right? Right. <clears throat> um, there are varying degrees of license, however. There's a home license, and there's another kind of license that, say, you go away to college, you're not living at home anymore. Right. You're not under your parents' license. Right. you got to pay for it. And it's about 150 pounds a year, hmm. which breaks down to about 250, I guess, right now. Somewhere in there, 250. So... People are going to pay or not pay that, and yeah. that's what classes. That's the platform class is going to be on. It's kind of like Star Trek being on mm. CBS's pay channel. Yes. And so the question is, <laughs> did you see the uh, the thing? Oh, uh, well, I guess it was a couple of days ago. CBS announced a new all access version, a new level of all access because there's all the brouhaha now because mm. I'm going to pay $6 a month for CBS All Access and it's not going to be ad free. Right. How dare they? Mm. You know, of course, CBS, their old network, old sure. broadcast yeah. network, they're still in the 19th century thinking about ads right. need yeah. to be in the shows, right? Well, it doesn't work that way anymore. And people are pointing this out saying it doesn't work that way anymore. You why why would I pay right and still get ads? Mm-hmm. So CBS said, okay, we'll do CBS All Access without ads for a little more money. So now there's two levels. There's right. I'm going to pay for it and still get ads for six bucks a month, mm-hmm. and then the new one I'm going to pay for it and not get ads for ten dollars a month. It's a racket, I tell you. Yes, that's that's. that's in the old days, and in in some in some circles, that's called a bait and switch. CBS. It's also known as charging what the market will bear, and there are I pros and cons. I that don't think they're going to make it. Well, that's the problem. Is I think that you, you if you misjudge your audience and what they're willing to pay. Yep. Um, okay, so for example, cell phone, right? Right. And if I want to watch YouTube on here. Um, you know, there's ads, right? Yes. And then it gives you the little pop-up because I've got the YouTube app that says, hey, do you want to watch this without ads? And do you want it to run in the background so if you turn your phone off, you haven't shut down your video? Right. So you can put it in your pocket and listen to the song that you want to listen to or whatever, right? Right. And That's YouTube Red, I guess, yeah. right? Yes. And I'm like, no, I do not require that at this time. 
Um, and there are people out there who are going to require that at this time. Sure. But the question is, how many, and can you justify doing that? And that's where some of this stuff gets... And I know we're, we're off a field from what we said we were going to talk about, but to some degree, it relates. It does, because, because, because people are going to decide. Because, well, you look at, um, at Grimm. Mm-hmm. Grimm is coming back, but it's not coming back for a full season. Right. It's they're coming rapid, back they're, in They're wrapping up the story. January. Right. And it's only going to be like a little one. And and those kind of things where if you have the fall off of the audience mm-hmm. or you you have something like Supergirl, which never really had network strength numbers. Right. At least by the old model. We're right. still, we're yeah. still, you still have to qualify this because ABC, uh, CBS, and NBC – Still think that it's the 1980s mm-hmm. when you need 20 million viewers to make a hit. Reality check: You're never going to get 20 million viewers Ever. for for a scripted show. You get it for you might get it for sports events or you, political debates or the get, big things like that. You but, may get 20 million cumulative over a certain amount of time. Oh, sure, of course. Yo, you'll definitely but do you're that. you're not going to get it in the week where it matters to the advertisers and the Nielsen boxes and all that other stuff. It just isn't going to happen anymore. But at the same time, you cannot freak out about the numbers that you're getting as every, every time Doctor Who comes back. Everybody oh. freaks out about the numbers. Right. Oh, no. It's only 7 million viewers. Okay. It's 7 million viewers who watched it on the night. Yeah. Okay. And then, well, the live plus three numbers are only this big. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. It's 7 million viewers plus the live plus three numbers. Relax. Oh, no. The seven plus five. Ah, the sale. Ah. It's like, <laughs> relax. It's well, going to be okay. And all of them are like that. And I, I don't remember uh, – CW really seems to have embraced all of this with the online stuff because yeah. their their advertising model is even mm-hmm. you know adjusted to fit because you get a lot of these interstitials and stuff that's on the web. Uh, like you get the, the, uh, the Legends of Tomorrow cast doing stuff with Ford Focus. Right. That's also community-oriented type of things. It's just these little featurettes. That's not completely a commercial, but it's a commercial. But it's a commercial. Yeah. But it's there's there's other there's another focus of the content, mm-hmm. and it's just brought to you by, and they're driving that car or whatever you know Ford Focus. Um, you know, it's not like in Warehouse Thirteen where they. This Prius is really cool. Where'd you get this thing? When did we get our Prius? Why are you driving a Prius? Oh, hey, look, it breaks really well. Yeah. You know, I was like, no, 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 no. You can't do that anymore. Well, I think. What's, but what's, I think they did that on purpose. I think they deliberately oh, sure. overdid the yeah. product placement in that. Well, because, and I think you have to. I think yeah. there's that sense of humor on that show. It, it lended itself well to that. Yeah. What becomes really interesting for this, for me, is. Sound of a dog. <laughs> um, what becomes really interesting to me is that you have a, a slow motion recognition. I mean, yeah, CW, and probably because the, who the CW is aimed at, their demographic is younger, right? Right. And and CW itself, strictly speaking, is a younger network. Yes, it is. Okay. In in this in this in the scale of network lives, right? Right. Um, because they're looking at this and saying we're gonna we. We know our audience is not paying attention to commercials. Our audiences have TiVos. Mm-hmm. And they're going... And sling. 
get rid of the commercials, right. you know, edit out the commercials. And they also know that people aren't watching things on the night. Right. Network network TV in the old days was if you okay so they they're remaking it right and we've seen that we've right. seen the photos the we've seen the photos of the new it costume mm. and and if, even if you're not afraid of clowns that's a creepy <laughs> it's, photo it is, it is it looks great I'm actually I'm actually really excited about that I was a huge fan of the miniseries when I was a kid even though the ending still or the teenager I was in college actually when that came out yeah. oh god um, <laughs> but. Even the, even even then, the effects were kind of dodgy at the end. So what we're able to do now, a lot of people are very excited about it, and the fact that it's actually going to be a longer, even a longer space to tell the story in. Right. Anyway, back in the day, if you wanted to watch it, you had to watch it then, yeah. or or the original or, V miniseries, or run or, a videotape. Yeah, and the days when and and when I was in college, you had to go. Unless you had a, a lot of money, you couldn't buy one. You had—I right. mean, if you were a college student, you couldn't afford a video a VCR. But you would rent one from the video store. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you'd have a fifty-dollar deposit. I, oh, I remember those. Oh God, I remember. And that. they were like these industrial survive a nuclear attack VCR. Yes. The yes. case you could, if you it hit was, someone with the case, they're dead. I'm yeah. sorry. It was. In, it was. It was almost inside a pelican. It was like <laughs> its own pelican it's case. Like, wow, this is. Because yeah. I, I guess they figured we were going to throw him down the stairs or something. Well, you or could drop it. Throw it off a building. You maybe? could drop it. You could, yeah. But, Kick it. I mean. Let the well, cat sleep on when it. When they didn't work. Yeah. Because that was also something that happened. Anyway. Right. The, the, those days are gone. And so you look at when you look at the the way people are consuming content, mm-hmm. especially with this, you know, the Netflix and the binge watching thing. Right. Has been really a seismic shift for how a network is modeling the release of their product. Even even with the folks recognizing that you were putting stuff out on cable and the ad models were different and your target audiences were different, you were still putting things out on a weekly schedule. Mm-hmm. And people were waiting for a week. And what would happen is that people would not watch the show when it aired because they had their lives wouldn't let them do it. Right. But they were blowing the world up with the DVD sales. Uh, and so you were watching it all back to back on the DVD sales. So, which is where the binge watching came in before there was binge right. watching. And so I think it's. I'm very curious where it's going to be in another ten years, another twenty years. Yeah. Well, and and it'll be interesting to see how it affects the fall season as a as a season because you know, you've you know like I mean CW has even already moved the mm-hmm. mark you know with all of their shows starting in October. Yeah. Because, you know, you've got football season mm-hmm. and you've got Duck season, you know, the, the, elect- the, the elections mm-hmm. that are coming up this, this, this year. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So everything's going to be messed up on that front. I anyway, almost so. think that you're and, – and I could be completely off on this, but part of me says that we're going to get to the point where the season is just going to go away. I think so. Well – And there's um, going to be a lot more mm, looking at – well, it's it's not – well, you, you'll – you might have like a – fall season and a summer season or I mean, you, well we kind of already have but that it, but it's going to be more like they're going to look at when cbs is going to look at when nbc is releasing their shows yeah and there's because there's so much content on right now mm-hmm. that you can't watch it all right we have that problem a lot and so i think we're going to see more staggering could be yeah I because think... for example we were talking about before <laughs> we go kind of in the air here uh, there are two shows running on the Sci-Fi Channel right now <laughs> that I have not watched any of, yeah. and they are 
both right, almost yeah, done. They're both almost done, and they got renewed for third season. Right. Kill, Kill Killjoys, Killjoys and, and Dark, Matter. Dark Matter. And I'm like, I watched every single one of the episodes of the first seasons. I liked well, those shows. You recapped Dark Matter. First I season. know. And Where were we? We were busy. Uh, we were running around like chickens with their heads come up. On the other hand, I gained a little more time in my life. Not yes. a lot, but a little bit. And you talked to David Brin a couple of weeks ago. I so you did. Know. Life is life is all right. Yes. All right. So um, <laughs> life will life life is usually all right, but we need more coffee. So oh, yeah. we are going to take a break and let you hear from our sponsor, SuperheroStuff.com. They are purveyors of fine licensed merchandise. Very cool stuff. And uh, we're going to go refill coffee mugs and be back with more H2O right after this. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Where can you get the latest cool superhero and sci-fi merchandise? SuperheroStuff.com! From t-shirts to keychains to cookie jars and everything in between. Superhero Stuff has added more buyers to the staff, which means more stuff, which means more for you to choose from. And don't forget the Hero Box, the must-have superhero mystery box. A $70 value, just $49. Visit SuperheroStuff.com today and gear up with your favorites. SuperheroStuff.com! Where heroes shop. I'm meteorologist Brian Busby. If you're traveling to a convention this weekend, especially if you're a cosplayer, it helps to know what the weather's going to be like. Rain and fur don't mix very well, now do they? That's why every week, Sci-Fi For Me gives you the weather forecast for every city hosting a convention. Those we have on our list, anyway. And that's worldwide, not just in the United States. It's part of our commitment to bring you content you won't find anywhere else. Just click on the Conventions tab over at SciFiForMe.com, your portal to the science fiction multiverse. Whoa, where'd you get that shirt? Bought it at the convention last week. It's an atomic cotton design. Atomic cotton? Yep, they got t-shirt designs from sci-fi, horror, cult films. All the shirts were really unique and fun. I had to get one. I gotta wait for another convention, though. Nope. AtomicCotton.com. I ordered a shirt. Shipping was super fast. Atomic Cotton, where Erica and Zach combine their passion for art and film to create wearable art. All original, made with a love for the genre. Coming to a convention near you very soon. Or find them on the web at AtomicCotton.com. Atomic Cotton. Shirts and art for fans by fans. Star Wars fans, McKenna Riley here, inviting you to join me for the latest news, rumor, and innuendo from a galaxy far, far away. Salacious Crumbs, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. Back on H2O, Jason Hunt here, along with Timothy Harvey. Hello. And we are sort of, kind of, maybe, sort of, discussing the fall TV season. We've meandered about a little bit. In a broad kind of sense, it seems. What are you looking forward to? New shows. Oh, new shows. Um, I'm curious about Class. I'm not Uh sure I'm looking forward to it, since it very much seems to be a teen Torchwood. Right. And I thought Torchwood was a wildly uneven show. Yeah. Um, Season one, the first season and the last season were really not that good on Torchwood. The The only reason to stick around and watch the first season of Torchwood was Captain Jack. Sure, Captain Jack's the only reason to watch anything. Oh, um, did, you, did you see? Um, I finally, finally got around to posting the massive DC mm. Comics memo from yeah, the yeah. San Diego Comic Con. Finally, I, I, I you know, kicking and screaming, <laughs> going to get that done this week. Finally got it out. Uh, yeah. And um, the Legends of Tomorrow part of the panel that they were doing with you know all the big WB t- right. television stuff and everything. Um, they were asking, they were talking, uh, John Barrowman was talking about, you know, he hinted, 
And of course, the, this this could just be him, you know, tongue planted firmly in cheek. But right, yeah. He hinted about the different versions of Malcolm that could show up in Legends of Tomorrow because of alternate timelines right, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh-huh. He says. It's not like I haven't time traveled before. I know a little <laughs> bit about it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. That's true. So, That's true. You know, between between Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash doing Flashpoint, mm-hmm. those two shows are going to break open the multiverse. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the for whatever the failings of the... DC movie universe, the TV shows have certainly been really, really good at recognizing the fun aspects of it. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, I'm actually looking forward to Supergirl being over there now. Yeah. Because I'm looking forward to the Flashpoint event. Massive four-night crossover event. You know, the Flashpoint event that makes her all part of the same universe. Uh Uh-huh. Because uh, you know what's happening, you know what's coming. Well, it, and you know, she doesn't even need to be part of the same universe, really, for all of that to happen. Because you know, once once you have the device, you know, the st- and by that I mean the story device, right, not sure. necessarily you know the cosmic treadmill or whatever whatever MacGuffin there is in order to cross into other universes. Yeah, she doesn't have to merge into into the Arrowverse. They could just jump over there every now and again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, she needs help, so she brings out her multidimensional, you know, signal watch, and here comes Flash and Arrow and Vixen and whoever else from the other universe. They just jump in and say, "Hey, you called," and they go do their thing. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think there's a lot of potential for. Um, a lot of fun stories. Oh yeah, in that. yeah. I think it's going to be a, a assuming they don't overdo the whole flashpoint aspect of things, but because I don't that, think that they was will. a mess in print. Well, the problem is, is that flashpoint basically opened up everything for the new fifty two. Yeah, and I so I don't because I didn't have a problem with the flashpoint event because it was an alternate universe tale. Uh-huh. And it's an Elseworlds title, right? Really, right? And the Elseworlds, which you know, was a very popular line. It was it was DC's What If. I find it really interesting that at San Diego, Dan DiDio actually admitted <laughs> and, and publicly, and it was on record, basically saying that. At last year's, I guess last year's New York Comic Con mm-hmm. is when it really hit him that this had all been sideways because they did a panel, DC Comics mm-hmm. panel, New 52 panel thing, and all the questions, most of the questions, <laughs> were not about New 52. They were about the TV stuff or they were about the right. movies or doing the thing. People actually got up and walked out for the Q&A. And Didio admitted, he said, at that point, I knew we had a problem. He yeah. actually admitted that they had a problem that needed to be fixed. Yeah. 
and and I, you know, the smartest thing that he's done in his run as co-publisher so far right now, I think, and a lot of people think, is handing Jeff Johns a word, rebirth, yeah. and just go to town with it, and and that has scored a lot of points with fans, I think. Oh, yeah. And well, Rebirth, of course, is doing really well in sales. So hopefully that's a harbinger of things to come uh, in the other media. I saw an article today, I think. Yeah, I think it was today. I can't remember where I saw it, though. It's just one of those, that, you know, you open up so many tabs and you don't know where you right. are. Uh, Warner Brothers has to figure out how to deal with their biggest problem, which is Warner Brothers. <laughs> and it makes the case that, you know, it goes all the way back to Superman Returns, mm. that the studio is learning the wrong lessons from every movie project they make in the DC Universe. Ah, sure. Going all the way back to Superman Returns. And, and because Superman Returns financially did fairly well. Oh, yeah. Story-wise, not so much, but uh, it didn't do well enough. And then, of course, you had you know Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, and you know, sure. now suddenly, dark and gritty, dark and gritty works. Mm-hmm. And, and and with every film, Man of Steel, Suicide Squad, uh, Batman versus Superman, all of these different films, Green Lantern, mm-hmm. the studio is taking away the wrong lesson, and they're looking at Marvel. And they're taking away the wrong lesson from all of what's right. been going on over there. And I think it's it's a valid point. And you look at the movies compared to the television shows, oh, yeah. the DC television shows, and it's it's like night and day. Yeah. Did you see? Speaking of the DC television shows, the people who have been producing all of the Arrowverse stuff. Do you see they've got a new project in the works? Uh, yes. Black Lightning. Black Lightning. That will be very interesting. That will be, and but it's not for CW. Mm. I don't think it's got a... I thought they were talking regular network. Could be. One of the big three. Um, well, certainly, there's... Black Lightning is a really interesting character from... A fan standpoint in that for a lot of people, it's a Super Friends character. So it's a childhood thing. Black Vulcan. Well, Black Vulcan. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Vulcan. Uh. Black Vulcan. Yeah, same thing. Um, <laughs> and basically that was, there were a number of, black, yeah, yeah there, was, there were a number of characters that were not able, they were not able to use at the time. And so they had alternate versions basically. Right. But Black Lightning is a character that, that a lot of us grew up with. If you were a kid in the, in the 70s and 80s, He's one of the, those early black superheroes. Yeah. And so there's a legacy there that, that I think has got a built-in audience that is certainly... And, of course, he's, he's been he's been a character that's been in the comics over yeah. the last 25 years or so, right. certainly, as well. But, I mean... Well, you've got you've got Black Lightning. You've got Mr. Terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of those. Icon over in the Miles Mr. Stone. Terrific is going to basically be showing up on Well, he's Arrow. on Arrow. Well, I know, yeah. but he's going to be... Yeah, he's actually going to be Mr. Terrific. Yeah. He's going to suit up this year. Which will be cool. Um, uh, oh yeah, uh, um, Icon. I would Black, love Black Lightning. Icon would be a very interesting character. To well, play. Black Lightning could be because you every now and then you keep hearing rumors about a static shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. on TV, whether it's animated or live action, we don't know. And but everyone gets know, excited got, when you hear that rumor. Yeah. Well, sure. 
But I think if they were doing if they're doing a Black Lightning, there is a possibility that could be the entry point into the Milestone universe because Milestone Milestone 2.0 they're they're bringing Milestone yeah. back, and there have been some delays and people mm-hmm. were asking about it at San Diego. Said, well, "What about Milestone? When's Milestone coming?" And they said, "Well, that's going to be Earth M." Mm-hmm. Somewhere down the road, you know, this whole multiverse thing, and and, and for so those of you who don't rebirth, who don't know, milestone is um, um, Dwayne McGuffey. Dwayne McGuffey, uh, black creators, mm-hmm. um, black superheroes, really well written series of stuff. A lot of it set in Detroit, I think. Yeah, I and it, it has the um, it was, and it was especially notable at the time because certainly while we are always having that discussion about uh, whether or not we, you know, there are enough. You know, we're enough women writing women writing comics because women are fans. Um, and if they're, what? It's, I, shockingly, not according to the toy manufacturers, but women women are fans. You know, you so you. And we know some we know some amazing female writers and amazing female creators, and it's the same thing with 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 black and Hispanic and Asian writers. So right. so this was actually a concerted effort to bring together, you know, creators of color and say, here's a world, go play. Yeah, and it was quite successful there is um word talking about rumor yeah you're talking about uh um things that just won't go away Mm -hmm. that persistent rumor about young justice season three we're never getting young justice season three well we want it too much there's a there's a rumor (laughs) The last thing that that happened because you mentioned you know the whole toys thing. Mm-hmm. Apparently, and I don't know. I think it was movie pilot. So take this with you know bags of salt at the ready. Yeah. But apparently, the rumor is Netflix talked to Peter David about coming on board Young Justice season three. Mm-hmm. And the. Peter David, apparently, whoever he was talking to, allegedly, confirmed that the reason the show went away was because the girls weren't buying the toys, right? right? Mm -hmm. That that thing that we've heard from Paul Dini. Now, Peter David had since taken to social media saying, we're not negotiating anything. Right. There are no talks. There are no no contracts or anything like that. Sure, yeah. But he did acknowledge that there have been some conversations about things. See, I would love to have it back. The problem is, is that we do want it so much, and now we're we're reaching the point. I think where if we get it, if it is not rem- if it is slightly <laughs> perfect, if, 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 yeah, exactly. If it is if it is one step mm-hmm. down in quality, yeah. everyone's gonna be like, we will write. <sighs> well, and then and the studio will take it as an example of, well, we're never gonna do that again. Yeah, see. Yeah. Although, well, see, I don't know. See, it's, it it just feels like everybody wants it. Oh yeah, Netflix, I think Netflix is interested because they keep looking at the numbers. Yeah, you know, Greg Weisman wants to do it. All the cast is ready to come back and do it. I mean, it's everybody is ready. Everybody's primed. Just nobody wants to pull the trigger. And I don't know if that's a money thing or if it's oh, you know Netflix know. hasn't hit quite the threshold or whatever. But yeah, well, and but I mean, you know you, these guys do sit there and and you know for example Amazon just had their their little preview season. Uh huh. Yep. And so the new version of the Tick, um, which everything I've seen so far, I'm on board. 
Yeah. I really am. As much as I love the cartoon, and I loved, you know, the 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 first attempt at live action. Uh huh. Um, I'm on board with this new version. I have you really seen, hope it goes to. Have you seen full anything season. about uh, Dirk Gently? Um, when is that coming out? I want to say it's coming out this, this fall. fall. Um, I'm a little curious about an American version of Dirk Gently. It's not an American version. BBC's doing it. It's an American version of Dirk Gently. It's set in America. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. So I don't, I have a, a great objection to it um, in the fact that you know, I was all on board in 1995 when they were going to set up a Doctor Who series in America. That's <laughs> um, the only way we're going to get one. And quite frankly, I'll take I'll take my Dirk Gently any way I can get. You know, right. if if it's if it's well done, I actually enjoyed the little the the, the short run series from a couple a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. But at the same time, it didn't go anywhere. Right. Um, so it's well, okay. So we the we've also got uh, on the other side of the comic aisle, we've got Legion coming out. And that yes. is this fall. Yes, that's this fall, as well as um, not uh, not Hellfire, but um, uh, there's another X Men. Oh, right, New, um, New Mutants. Yeah, New Mutants is in development. It's in development, but it's not going to be out this fall. No, and we've got on Freeform mm-hmm. Moon and Night. Moon, Moon and Night, right? Yeah, the teenagers. Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger. Yes. Moon no, and Night is moon, a different thing. Moon Night's a completely different thing. <laughs> see, see, over on Netflix, I just, I just, I just rip by up, the way, rip up my Netflix, Marvel fan crack. Netflix needs to have the Moon Knight series. Oh, because yes. that would be and 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 do it from the current point of view, where basically all his crazy different origins uh-huh. are all right. Yeah, and so because for those of you who don't know, Moon Knight is Marvel's Batman, kind of. But also Marvel's it's, Batman, if he was completely insane. Yeah, it's almost it's almost as if if the Joker became Batman in the Marvel universe, but was actually a good guy. Yeah. So I mean, because he, he's multiple personalities, he's fairly delusional, um, and yet he still somehow manages to be a very sympathetic character and a very interesting character. I think that would run just just perfect on it. Well, and and given what Netflix already has. Yeah. It would fit right in there. Well, and if you if you are a fan of the dark and gritty, then it would be a really interesting companion piece to something like The Punisher, where you have Ooh. someone who is driven from that military that right. that you know that very right. focused, and then someone who is equally effective, but also is in this really interesting, bizarre headspace. And you and since you're already introducing magic, there's the whole. Um, Egyptian magic angle and oh, Egyptian right. gods and right. all these things. There's all this. It would be, it, it would, would be, be insane. A, a, and you could you could get a different writer for every episode, like they do. But you could sit there and go, you can tell a different kind of story every episode. A completely different Moon Knight in every, every show. single episode. Because oh, I mean, wow. at this point, he's it would got, be like a Moon Knight anthology. He's almost got. I think he's got like six different personalities living inside his head. Wow. So, but well, Legion, looking yes. back around the Legion. Um, they're saying they're going to explore different parts of the existing Marvel mutant universe on Legion. So it looks like we're going to get some more continuity stuff, quote-unquote continuity stuff. But considering how much the continuity stuff has gone over there and over there and under the table and out the window and God only knows where they are with, with continuity. Because time travel. Because time travel. 
Well, uh, and speaking of time travel, we've got how many time travel shows that are coming up this season? We've yeah. got uh, Time After Time. Mm-hmm. We have Timeless. Uh, time After we Time have... is the H.G. Wells Jack the Ripper one yes. based on the based on Roddy the McDowell, David Warner movie. Yes. Um, and I read the Not book. Not Roddy McDowell. Malcolm Malcolm McDowell. McDowell. <laughs> that would Which have been would a completely also be different cool, movie. Yeah. But also would have been cool. Roddy McDowell. Wow. Um, Roddy McDowell could play H.G. Wells. Oh, sure. Well, not anymore. Um, well, with time travel. Yeah. Uh, 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 Fox has got some time travel thing. Uh, eight, um, CW has the frequency, mm-hmm. which is not really time travel per no, se, but, but it's, it's, you know, it's... And I, honestly, I yeah. say in terms of a television adaptation of a, of a movie source material, frequency at least looks like they have got the right idea. Mm-hmm. They've got the concept. Yeah. They've got similar characters, but they're not being, you know, very slavish. They're not looking at it as we have to be exactly like the movie. Right. And so when... It can be its own thing. So no one's freaking out. I, I haven't heard anybody freaking about the fact that they, they did a gender sw- uh, flip on the on the main character. Yeah, I... Well... People, people don't seem to be upset, <coughs> upset about it, which is great. Well, I think... They shouldn't be. I think part of that is because Frequency was a one-off movie. Yeah. It wasn't part of a franchise. That's true. Like That's we've true. got now. It was so long ago that people don't even remember that Jim Caviezel was in that movie. Or uh, Randy Quaid. Yeah. I mean, Randy who? What? Dennis Quaid. No. Dennis Quaid. Was it Dennis? Dennis Quaid Quaid Quaid. was the dad. All right. It was a Quaid. Yeah. But it was the the saner, apparently saner, of the the two. Uh Randy seems a little... Yeah, he's... Yeah. But but it's, it's so far back. Yeah. That... I don't think anybody even yeah, nowadays but but remembers. we are but we are in the age of internet outrage. Oh yeah, yeah I know. And we I and we have discussed more than once the folks who are running the studio are our age, so, um, and not us, which is because sh- you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Um, but but we're also in that you know yes yes most of the people that are running the studios are of an age mm-hmm. uh, similar to a us, similar age, but. Given the fact that Hollywood leans left, you are also going to be influenced by the whole inclusion and representation well, and all but of those the, stuff. Uh, and so okay. you have these circumstances where genders get flipped and and personalities get changed in order to fill whatever political need. Well, but you know, in this particular case, thing. I don't I don't so, that doesn't I'm appear not saying to that's what happened that here, is, but but I don't. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing when you can do it, and if you could do it in terms of a story, without it being the thing. In this particular case, yeah, if it, it works in the story, yeah, that's fine. And, and there's no reason. There's no reason to think with a TV adaptation. And yes, it probably has a lot more to do with the fact that it's not a, a, ser- a series of films. It's not a franchise. Yeah. But it's also there does not seem to be a, that that occasional, occasional. Ha ha. Often the backlash of you've changed the source material in right. a way that makes me unhappy, and I will now scream about it because it's the internet. Yes, um, but it looks actually looks good. I'm. It's another. You, you know what we should do. What? Just as a gag. Well, no, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say it on the air. Okay, I'm I'll not come gonna, back to that. We'll, we'll, well, I'll come back. Do you know how is that a full season or is that? Did you mean? Do you I ever hear if that's a shorter shorter um, run? The reason I ask is because I want to say it's 13 episodes, but I don't know that we heard because some of this stuff. The question is, how do you sustain it? Yeah. And all you have to do to look at an example of how things can fall apart is Sleepy Hollow. Oh. And it's because Sleepy Hollow oh. mysteriously is getting a third season. 
And it's not even going to be in Sleepy Hollow this year. It's going to be in Washington, D.C. Right. So, With half the cast gone. So the show called Sleepy Hollow will not be set in Sleepy Hollow. Won't have the Headless Horseman. The only character who at this point just needs to start dressing like a 20th century person because he's lived here long enough. Right. Uh, and he understands things long enough. The fish out of water game is not is going to be hard to, to use convincingly anymore. Well, you could do the fish out of water in the in the Washington Beltway. Sure, Polit- this is politics now. Uh, yeah, well, that that would be that would be how you do that. On the other hand, he could bring back suggest bringing back dueling. Ichabod, Ichabod Crane is Mr. Smith, right? Well, you know, and suggest bringing back dueling because I could change the whole you know, the DC the DC thing right there is you know. Good could day. you imagine that the head of the, the you got would uh, you know, the house the head of the house and the Senate? You've offended me, sir. To the lawn, fetch your pistol. It's like, well, okay, this person has now become the new speaker of the house because yeah. the previous one is dead. Although you'd have to wait until everybody got the camera set up because you'd have to do it live. Oh, you just run it on C-SPAN. Nobody will watch it. <laughs> but um, bum ching. Okay. Sorry. C-SPAN uh, jokes are so easy. Returning, That's... Well, yeah. Sleepy Hollow, I'm not looking forward to it. I don't no. know who anybody is. Uh, I'm not looking forward to Gotham coming back. Um, you know you know that uh, Barbara Keene mm-hmm. and Tabitha, uh, she's the... Uh, Leo Galvin's sister, uh, uh, yeah. bad, mm. bad guy's sister, bad guy's dead, bad guy's sister is still there, uh-huh. and she and Barbara Keene are running a nightclub now, uh, Okay, that all of the different villains in the show are going to cycle through in oh, that. Oh, you, you mean like the Penguins Club? Kinda, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't know if it's Penguins Club or if they got another club. Probably it's, not. It's called it's... the the Sirens, Okay, I well, think. oh, DC Sirens. Yeah, DC really? Sirens. Yeah, huh. exactly. Okay. Yeah, but not. I know, I know. Well, Jim Gordon is a vigilante. He's not even on the police force right now. I, it's it's such a crazy thing. It's a it's uh, yeah. I am looking forward to Supergirl coming back. Season two of Supergirl Gotham is be Central. Fun. I'm just going to put out two words to the next person uh, who wants to do a Batman TV. Did show. Did you see Gotham did, Central? No. Did you see the stupid crazy that Bruno Heller said? No. Bruno Heller, uh-huh. who's the showrunner for Gotham. Uh-huh. Right? Now, Gotham is ostensibly, they say, mm-hmm. based on characters appearing in Batman DC Comics. Right? Uh-huh. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. All right. So all of these characters are related to Batman, who's a superhero. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Bruno Heller, the showrunner. Mm-hmm. For the Batman-inspired Gotham television series, right? Yeah, actually said that superheroes don't work on TV. Yeah, think right. about that for a second. You know, I actually liked The Mentalist. He created The Mentalist. I actually enjoyed that show up until the point where he actually defeated the villain. And then they had, what, two years of no reason to watch the show? I mean, that's David S. Goyer level of stupid to say that in public, (laughs) especially when you're running a superhero show. Okay. I mean, it's not a superhero show. It's not a superhero show, but it's related to superheroes. Isn't that the the problem with Gotham, really? Yeah. Is that they have never... The problem with Gotham is that it's a pre-Batman show. Well, and they, and they fail to understand that what all, here's how you do a pre-Batman show with Jim Gordon and Gotham. You get Bruce Wayne off to a boarding school or something. He and, he and Alfred go off to tour Europe. 
Yep, he's gone. And they're going to come back in a while, right? Like two or three seasons down Although the line. Although that would be a disservice to Sean Pertwee, but right. for, for story, sure. So, yeah. And then you'd sit there and do a police pers- – oh, I'm sorry, Gotham Central. Sorry. <laughs> But it's basically, well, it's Gotham's, it's the rise of Jim Gordon, it's, it's a police procedural. If you were going to do that, if you're going to do Gotham Central, do Gotham Central. Batman's over here in the background. Yeah. Oh, well, no, that that would be the preferable version, but if you've got to do a prequel to Batman. Oh, yeah. Or, or, you know what, you just sit there and go, Bruce Wayne doesn't grow up to be Batman in this universe. Jim Gordon grows up to be Batman. He, he grows up to be Owlman. Well, he's going to be somebody in this third season. Well, you know, or well, fourth season, whatever, whatever season. He'll be the on, he'll be the mechanized bat suit. He's well, he's gonna. He actually there is. There, uh, uh, he'll uh, be the ben, ben McKenzie is talking about. Not only is he going to be Jim Gordon, but Jim Gordon is actually going to become another character from the comics. He's going. He does. It, he already doesn't have the mustache. It's the robot, it's he, the robot it's suit. The, he's the robot suit with he's the bunny be ears. Bat, bat, bat bunny. Bat bunny. <laughs> that was an interesting story. Mecha, that, was mecha a, bat bunny. that was an interesting idea, and I'm glad it's over with. I'm glad all of New 52 is over yeah. with. But still, yeah. I, I thought at least it was an interesting idea. I suppose. Season two of Supergirl is going to be good. Uh, right. The next season of Flash looks like it's going to be rather interesting. Arrow, who knows? 50 uh, 50 chance are. of it being really good. I'm not even going to go that far. It's a 50 50 chance that half the season will be good. <laughs> because this is season five. Right. Which means we're in the last year of the flashbacks. Thank God. With, thank the deity of your choice. Hopefully we're done with the flashbacks. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. So the flashback thing worked for a point, and yeah. I mean, no, it's done. So, Come on. So, yeah, I'm saying there's a 50-50 chance that half the season's going to be good. Although, I do want the real Amanda Waller. To show up, <laughs> because if if there is if played there, by Viola Davis, exactly because there there is universal agreement that there was no question of whether where Suicide Squad had no there was no question that they got Amanda Waller right. Yeah, you know so what they do? That would be awesome. They turn Amanda Waller into James Bond, where it's a name that just somebody gets assigned to that name, right? And you can uh, have more than one. That, you yeah. have more than one. Wait, I wait. You're you're Amanda Waller. I'm Amanda Waller. This I week. just I think that would just be awesome. She's like, no, would be yeah, yeah, that, 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 yeah. Well, and honestly, that would be the kind of thing that fans would really enjoy because it would also be that we are aware that there's are multiple universes, but we can cross over when we want to. Creative team. Well, did you see um, the interview Ezra Miller did prior to San Diego? I think I think it was MTV said and talked to him about you know. Being the Flash and yeah. and Miller, I've never, I have not seen anything that he's been in, but on this interview alone, mm-hmm. I think maybe it might be worth a, a look because he's so enthusiastic, yeah. he's so energetic, he's jazzed about being in this thing, and he even said, "It's a multiverse, man. We're going to have a race." And he's talking about Grant Gustin's Flash, <laughs> yeah. He says, this is going to be just like Barry Allen and Jake Garrick back in the old days. He's like, we're going to have a race, and it's going to be dope. He actually said the word dope. Yeah. You know, talk, I mean, okay, but talking about the fact that there is a multiverse, mm-hmm. that you know, he's Barry Allen, Grant Gustin is Barry Allen, and now you've got Superman mm-hmm. in two places. Yeah. 
played by two actors. You know, mm-hmm. you got Henry Cavill playing him in the movies. You got uh, uh, Tyler Hecklin playing him mm-hmm. in uh, yeah. in Supergirl. I'm 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 not sold on him yet. He's not big enough. Well, I need to see it because He's not old remem- enough. Well, remember that Christopher Reeve. I know. Eh. Eh. I know. The I know. Biggest. But the biggest. It depends on his screen presence. That's it true. Really it really does. does. It does. The biggest issue that I have, potential, potential hurdle that I've got to get over mm-hmm. creatively for the show, is that Tyler Hoechlin, Hoechlin, how how Hoechlin, whatever, however he pronounces it, is playing a character. That is roughly 13, 14 years older than his cousin. Mm-hmm. Right? Supergirl. Now Superman is older because by the time she gets to Earth, sure, right. he's a grown up. Mm-hmm. And he's old, and she's only 12, 13, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So there's that you know 10 or 12 year gap between Supergirl and Superman. Uh-huh. Tyler Hecklin is only one year older than Melissa Benoist. Okay, but also bear in mind... And he doesn't look... This is television. ...significantly older. And there is a tradition, Walking Dead, of not knowing how to deal with time. (sighs) Right, but they did a lot in the first season to establish... Oh, I know. ...older Superman. But you're not going to... ...in the background. And he's only a year older than she is, actually, the actors. Okay. It's really going to depend on how he's going to look on camera to, next to her. Yeah. His presence. And I'm going to give, I'm going to give him a chance to, to, to sell it because, obviously, the people, the Supergirl people think he's going to. Well, sure. And their track record has not been bad. That's true. Yeah. So and, that's and a I'm plus. Giving, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give him the yeah. benefit of that. I'm gonna, like I said, for me, personally, that's the one thing. I don't mind having a Superman on Supergirl. I think mm-hmm. it's about time. Yeah. Um. I don't mind that the costume is kind of weird, but it's it's that age thing. I just look yeah. at it just from from it, it's it's one of those it's one of those inside baseball things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm even sure. looking at it from a, from a show thing, from a story right. thing, as a. But also bear in mind that the vast majority of the audience isn't going to know that. I know, I know, I know, I know. And that's why it is an in, inside baseball thing. But at the same time. Um, since we are, we've been relatively pleased with the DC TV universe. Yes, yeah. and there, there looks like they're going to be a DC TV universe and multiverses. Uh-huh. Although I have to say that I did like, uh, I did like the little teaser that we got um, between Bruce and uh, Barry. Yeah, that that the dynamic there was a lot of fun. In and, the movie, you mean Justice League movie? Yeah, yeah. I and and. It was it was funny. There was there was humor there. The there was a thing, there were, they they the did a, they did a funny. You, the, you're going to look at the uh, that art, if that article about Warner Brothers being its own problem. Yeah. Um, they said if Wonder Woman does well, hopefully Warner Brothers won't sit there and suddenly decide that Aquaman and the Flash and Cyborg and Justice League Two have to be set in World War One. <laughs> you know, because that's the kind of thing that's the kind of thing that would take away from that. But you know what? Now I'm thinking steampunk. <laughs> oh yeah, steampunk cyborg. Yes, yeah. yeah. early 20th century. Sell would... designs. Oh yeah, yeah. Or, that would be uh, awesome. Or, no, that's when you. No, no. I don't. That's I, what know, you I, don't, do. I don't. No, what you do is you go to World War II and bring in the All Star Squadron. Okay. And then the next movie is you set it in the 50s, 
and do the Justice Society. And you could Ooh. do a whole Ooh. series of Ooh. films because you could, in you, the past. You know what you could do? Because like honestly, Captain America. Honestly, you could actually do a um, the Golden Age. Remember that? Yeah. So you could actually build up. So you could you could have your adventure film. You could have your political thriller because the Golden Age, and that's that's the end of your trilogy. Yeah. And then you basically can sit there and wipe the slate clean and start to review whatever phase whatever on that is. The thing is, though, they won't do it. No, they won't do it. So, so every uh, every so Aquaman, World War One, Flash, World War One. See, Aquaman, you could do in World War One. You could. Flash, no, because you need Flash to be part of the science age. You need Flash to be post World War Two. He's got to be an. He's a. He's a science hero. Time travel. He'll start in modern age, and he'll have an accident, and he'll end up in World War One. <sighs> Green Lantern needs to be a science hero, too. And Green Lantern needs to come out of the space race. Mm-hmm. And you can do you could do Alan Scott, Green Lantern, coming out of the space race. And then your modern Green Lantern is your Hal Jordan, your Jon Stewart, right. your Kyle. You know, these, oh. you could, your Guy Gardners. If only they would listen to us. The problem is that if, it, if it's the, the current DC folks would give us Guy Gardner Warrior. As opposed to Guy Gardner, Green Lantern, I want, and and folks, yeah. that's not a good thing. If, no, I want Guy Gardner, ex football player, full of himself, chauvinist, jerk, with a core of goodness one inside. One punch. One punch. <laughs> I want the okay, one punch. So who would you cast? Because it's going to be your because he's going to be playing off of Ben Affleck. So who do you who do you get? <laughs> Matt, Matt Damon. <laughs> Sold. I am sold. <laughs> this would be awesome. Uh, okay. So because Dan would the... be playing against type. At this point, he's because he's the Martian. You know, he's the guy from the Martian. He's, he's, well, he's Jason, Jason Bourne. Bourne. Yeah. And so the idea, that, and then just sit there and completely <laughs> play just, the. Yeah, so, oh uh, yeah. Um, okay. Send send the check. Sophia Warner Verga- Brothers. Sophia Vergara plays fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Reese Witherspoon plays ice. Why not? Do it together. Um, okay, so before this turns into a DC Comics, uh, well, we know uh, we know who Booster thing. and Booster and and uh, Blue Beetle are. <laughs> yeah, that would be so funny. I don't. It's not going to happen. No, but that would be funny. But it would be awesome. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay, know. so um, so Orphan Black, I think, is going into its last season. Is We've it really got, so soon yeah, that it's the last it's season? The last wow. season. Last wow. season of Grimm. Um, but, but these are shows that are going out on their own terms. These are not, these are not shows that are going. Well, Grimm's not. Well, but they're going on. It's going on in enough of its own terms that they they, yeah, they, they know have they're leaving. They have time. They're, they're going right. Out. So I mean, it's um, they're able to wrap up their own storylines, which yeah. of course is is the biggest crime that is committed for a lot of these shows. Is yeah. oh, so, it's over now. Uh, so we're gonna have to binge Killjoys and Dark Matter and catch up. Oh, on Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, uh, we've got Luke Cage coming up. We got a new season of uh, Daredevil coming up. We got Jessica Jones coming up. We got Defenders. We've got Iron Fist. All of that stuff. Um, a second season got announced for Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah. on. We've got. Uh, got to binge watch Pen- that. Penny too. Dreadful is gone. Penny Dreadful is done. Yes. Penny Dreadful is done. But um, there's another season of American Horror Story coming. Mm-hmm. American. Uh... American Gods American is coming up. Gods. They just cast Jesus. Oh wait, did they? Who, no, uh, Jim Caviezel. No, it's not. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of the guys from from Lost. Mm. Uh, I think I I, rec- I I knew who it was as soon as I read it. Right. Um, and for Jesus appears in does not appear in the novel. 
okay. he was he was a he was a subsection. He was a he was a pit that he cut out of the main novel. He showed up later in one of the story collections. All right. And um, for those of you who are not familiar with American Gods, it's the version of gods that we create out of our belief. Right. They are not the real thing. Right. Right. So it's not Jesus. Jesus. It's it's perceived. It's, it's Jesus. yeah. It's it's American Jesus. Right. Right. So uh, or a or a or a version of American Jesus because different versions show up. Um, so in the in the novel in the short story, it's a very interesting conversation between mm. the two of them because he's like, "Wait a minute, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> you know, fuck <laughs> guys." Um, but it's so the the cast on this show. Oh, it's amazing! Is is just stunning. I mean, it's going to be. Yep. And we've got um, uh, wild cards. Got announced as well. Yeah, Powers is going out. Powers has been canceled on PlayStation. But right, we've got and, wild and honestly, cards. unfortunately, no great loss. I'm, yeah. I'm sad to say that Powers has a lot of potential that just didn't fly. Yeah, so that there's no a, pun intended. There's a lot. We're going to actually have to go through the list again of all of the new, all of the shows that are coming back and yeah. all of the new shows, and make sure that we've got enough people to recap uh, because <laughs> apparently, not too many sites do that anymore. So we're gonna we're gonna look yeah. at that list. In the meantime. If you'd like to share your thoughts on what shows that you're looking forward to this fall season, you can send us an email, h2o at sci-fi for me.com, or leave a comment on all of our social media. And uh, we will be back next week with another episode. want to thank our sponsor, continuing their support, SuperheroStuff.com. Go, uh, go yes, visit them cool. and uh, buy some stuff. Uh, we don't get anything out of that, so I can... I can say go buy stuff. Oh, yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's going to do it for us. We will be back next week with another episode of H Two O here on Sci Fi Radio. This has been a presentation of Sci Fi for Me Radio. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci Fi for Me Radio. 